this is Short Pants Free Radio. Gamers, get your ears on, because we're blowing the speakers out. Grimdark Live. It is time for Grimdark Live. This show is for the nerds, the outcasts, the weirdos. And for Short Pants Gamers? No, not you. Ah, crap. Get ready, all you grimdark goons, for dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf. Only right here on Grimdark Live. This is the fucking road! Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf from the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and tonight we're going to be talking Stormcast Eternal Dracothian Guard. We got that happening, but uh, but hey, before we get into all of that, uh, thank you very much for joining us here tonight on Grimdark Live, and if you like our show, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. And uh, let your friends know about us. Uh, pass the show on to uh, to other folks that may be interested in this type of, uh, of content, this type of show, and help us grow, please. And uh, thank you for your help. Also, uh, in tonight's conversation, as you always know, we're going to be talking about um, armies and their respective active lists. So if you have a list that you'd like to share, leave it in the chat, uh, in the comments section down below and or in the show notes below, and we will definitely uh, get to that. Uh, but, you know, I want to shout out here to uh, something that I found really, really awesome. Uh, we have uh, patrons that... Um, that are supporting our show. And, uh, you know, uh, I want to thank very much, uh, to two amazing patrons, uh, that just, that just are, are with us now, uh, Greenskin Gaming. Uh, they are, uh, at our goblin level and, uh, Griffin Lawler. Uh, he is at our ghoul level and, uh, there are six different levels, uh, to, to meet whatever you'd like to be a patron for, uh, for our show. And it really helps us out. It helps us grow and, and continue to produce this, uh, this, this goofy, uh, content that we, that we come out, uh, and, you know, try to give you every single week. So Greenskin Gaming, Griffin Lawler, thank you very much, uh, for being patrons and, uh, please, uh, head over to grimdarklive.com and enter the nerd bunker to become a patron of, uh, Grimdark Live. So that's what we got right on that one. And, um, but here we go, guys. Listen up here, you, uh, you dice chucking glue sniffing gamer goons. Here we go. Tonight, we're going to be talking Stormcast Eternal, specifically Dracothian Guard. And tonight, we have with us, returning on Grimdark Live, the voice of Sigmar, our very own Tornus the Redeemed. Steve, what do you hear? What do you say, bud? Welcome to Grimdark Live. Now, listen to you. No drinking, no fooling around, etc. All right, folks. Well, that's the show. Thanks for joining us tonight. Goodbye. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I, I, I can probably be good, you know, intermittently. That's the best I can promise you, Steve. Intermittently is all I'm going to be able to promise you. Well, I'll take intermittent for you any day of the week. Well, you know, I, and, and that's, you know, that you just kind of summed up most of your dating life then. You know, any, take it any way you can get it. All right. So, uh, so Steve, you know, thank you very much, uh, for, for, for being back with us. But you know, the reason why I decided to refer to you as Tornus, I think we gotta, I think we gotta kind of discuss this with, uh, with the listeners because, well, first let me, let me back up with this. The, 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 this is literally the Stormcast Eternals, this dynamic army, this is literally the flagship army for what is now and has been for the last six years, Age of Sigmar. This is the original army for Age of Sigmar, the Stormcast Eternals. Yeah, these are the OGs. Yeah, and and you know what's what's cool about what we're going to look at tonight, folks, as far as this um this these lists is 
Stormcast offer really one of the largest ranges in the game to choose from with, you know, they don't have any crazy legacy holdover units from the old world or anything like that. Brand spanking new, they're only six years old. But we are really going to be talking tonight on a very specific build, Dracothian Guard. And interestingly enough, Stormcast Eternals, Steve, and you already know this, they can cater to a large variety of play styles and build preferences while really, if you think about it, letting players build some some very thematic armies, which is exactly what you have done in both lists you're going to share with us tonight. Yeah, they're truly the jack-of-trade, jack-of-all-trades uh, army. Um, there is literally no play style that you couldn't find in this army. Yeah, Shooting, yeah. magic, uh, raw strength, it, it has everything. Yeah, you know what? I, uh, I I couldn't agree more. But I think I think again, you know what? You you've done something that you don't see a lot of. You know, and I'm I'm not going to give away the good, Steve. I, I give you my worthless word on that. I promise you. But what you've done with your lists here is you've done something you don't necessarily always see. And I'm not going to give it, give it away because you see you see some of these units in Cities of Sigmar lists. You see some of these units in Stormcast. But the way that you've choreographed your lists, I think people are going to find really interesting tonight. Um, but now, now you, you turn coat, you, you know, let's, let's talk about the last time you were on the show here with this maggotkin of Nurgle army. And now here you're back on this show to talk about Stormcast Eternals. I mean, you really are a regular Tornus the Redeemed. You realize that? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I just found that, um, Nurgle is, Nurgle caters to a very specific type of player. And that is the kind of player that likes to do a lot of accounting. And you know very well that as a destruction player of, my God, the past six years, I'm not the kind of person that likes to sit back and count counters and turn over dice and keep accounting of what's going on in the game. I want to go up and I want to just punch you right square in the face. Yep. I did it with Sons of Behemoth. And I intend to do it with my new Stormcast army. It's just the type of player I am. And I think that when you realize the type of player that you are, it's okay to try other things. But sometimes, you know, you just have to be what you are. And for me, that's, you know, a destruction player at heart. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I think uh, <laughs> I think you've interwoven that attitude here with some of the lists we're going to be looking at. But it, it's funny. You know, here, here's a Stormcast from, you know, from, from Nurgle comparison, if I ever heard one. But here's the thing. If, if if let's let's talk a bit on how fitting the comparison is, because I I, I want to pe- I want people to understand like where you came from as a Nurgle player to where you are now as a Stormcast player, and I want to use the story arc. And now, folks, if some of you guys know about Torglug the Despised to Tornus the Redeemed, it's a really great story. Go back and check it out. But but let's but let's wrap this up, Steve. Here is literally uh, the point in our show, which was about a month ago. You were talking Magikin of Nurgle. Now you're you're familiar with the story, right, from the Realmgate Wars, the storyline where where we hear all about Tornus and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he was a um, go, yep. Tell it. Oh yeah, he was a hero of Nurgle, but uh, much like Darth Vader, he still had good in him, and Sigmar saw that. So instead of letting him uh, die and be, you know, sent back to the you know the Chaos Gods, he basically took him. When he right. when he uh, and and forged him, reforged him into a stormcast. So he's truly um, a redeemed uh, chaos soul. Now, to the 
forces of Nurgle, he is the gravest of all traitors. Um, there is no one more despised than him because he went back or because Sigmar actually took him and made him a member of the Stormcast. Yeah, I, I love that story, especially the part when when he's got to sit in that 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 sh- that shit pit, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, you know, for for, uh, you know, what is it, 77 days or something like that? He's got to sit there and rot and all that uh, maggots and pus and everything like that. And, and, he, and, he, and he, the only way he can survive is to give himself over to Nurgle. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, recognizing a buried seed of valor, you know, kind of within him, you know, Sigmar, you know, basically killed Torglug with Galmaraz, you know, kill, killing him outright and then redeeming him uh, and, and basically, uh, you know, made him uh, made him a Stormcast Eternal. So that's kind of like you. That's kind of, you know, you had you've had, you've had a lot of bad habits in your life, Steve. You've kind of lived a life of debauchery and, you know, upset a lot of uh, women along the way. And, and now here you are with your gold armor on thinking that everyone's just going to openly take you back. Now, what do you have to say for yourself on that? I don't care if anybody takes me back. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do what I have to do. You know, Steve, you might still be just a little bit of a Torglug. You might just have a little bit of Torglug in you. Oh, there's always a little bit of scaven in me, that's for sure. <laughs> you pestilent bastard. All right, well, yeah, so so that's it. And, and yeah, you know, uh, our, our first little comment here on the on the chat tonight, Sean says, Steve is no fun. Steve's a lot of fun. Are you kidding? He's a lot of fun. I've drank with him many, 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 many times. All right, uh, folks, you're in for all a treat tonight, I'm telling you right now, because not only are we going to be talking about Stormcast Eternals, but more specifically, this week we're going to be looking at Dracothian Guard. Now, Steve, let's kind of rear this back uh, um, without without all these distractions. You you've got two lists you're going to go through with us tonight, correct? Yeah. Now, one is a um, one is a magic heavy list, and then one is a little bit more balanced in terms of my heroes. Mm-hmm. One's a fighter hero, the other one is a, ma- a mage. But yep. but don't give I, away I'm the goods. You want to talk about that later? Yeah, yeah. Don't give away the goods. I mean, we, we, nope. but but I, I'll set the table with this. We know that there are three variants of Dracothian Guard, right? There's the Concussors, the Desolators, and the Fulminators. And then and, there's the Tempesters as well. But oh I, yeah, I've yeah. Never seen them field it ever. You know that that's kind of like Molary, Curly, and Shemp. The Tempesters yeah. are kind of Shemp, I think. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Um, more like curly joe that occurred oh god you know what a yeah so yeah another 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 show um but we know that all three of them all four of them three of them four of them whatever they all ride dracoths which uh the beast gives access to storm blast which is a ranged attack it it deals 1d3 mortal wounds and you you can hit on a on a what is it a four by three i believe uh melee attacks so and they got they got claws just um when you uh, when you fire your lightning blast, basically what it does That's what is, it is you roll a four, right, right, and right. you roll a four, and then you do D three mortal wounds. Okay. Now, what's nice about that is because you always roll a four, even if you are charged, there is no penalty. You always hit on a four if you're uh, standing and shooting. Right. That's right. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. So, folks, you know, in in, in the storied history of of mounts being better than the rider, uh, there could be a lot to. Uh, a, a lot of fact here with uh, with these Dracoths. I mean, these things are uh, a pretty uh, pretty pretty beefy bastards. Uh, like our guest tonight. All right. Um, well, gang, uh, stay tuned uh, as Steve and I talk about uh, Dracothian Guard and their their four legged uh, dragon things that they love to play. But uh, here it is. We're, let's let's get right to it, man. Steve, I think I might already know the answer to this one. But are you uh, you staying true? Are you sniffing glue? What's up with your hobby world and your events? What do you got going on? Well, my hobby world is kind of on hold right now because um, 
our buddy Justin is currently painting my Dracothian army. Right. And uh, right now I'm kind of waiting to see if the Skaven are going to be the summer chaos release. And if they are, um, well, let's just say that Justin will be even more busy. Yeah, you know what? You going back to Dirty Rats, there's something There's something just so normal about that. Uh, you, you know, you going back to Dirty Rats, I mean, you know, I, that was because to me, for, for how, how, I mean, that, I got to say, you go through armies pretty quick, uh, mm-hmm. but your Skaven, I think that was the army you stuck with the longest. Uh, well, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe oh, Sons of Behemoth, maybe your Sons of Behemoth, yeah. but I would say your Skaven were probably longer. Because if you look at... no. Skaven back in the day, at least three years in a row, I had Skaven where I just played them consistently. That was probably back in, I think, uh, 7th or 8th edition of Warhammer Fantasy. Right. Because they were just so good back then. Right. Right. uh, But no, I'm waiting for, basically, I'm going to play the Stormcast over the summer. And then in the fall, once the Skaven are all painted up and looking all nice and purdy, I'm going to put them on the table for the fall army. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm... uh... I'm actually doing pretty good in my uh, my, my hobby world. Uh, no events to speak of. We're going to get to one here in the news here in a minute, but but nothing really to speak of right now. Uh, but my hobby's going pretty good. I've got my secret army I'm working on, and uh, no, I'm not going to tell you, Steve. No matter what, you know, you can't you can't beg me anymore, and you know, I'm not going to take any more of your money. You, no, we're not going to do it, Steve. I'm not going to tell you anymore about what 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 what. I'll what the, try to control myself. Yeah, please. No, uh, but yeah. So I'm, I'm working on that, and you know, it's kind of a funny thing. And you and I kind of talked about this offline. I'm working on this army kind of secretively because it gives me that motivation. Because you know, it's like you said, if, if you if you get an idea in your head, maybe it's just a good idea in your head, and the minute you start talking to other people about it, they're like, "Well, they could start punching holes in it." Then you lose your momentum. And I don't want to lose my mojo because I think I got something here. As every gamer always says, I'm sure. But I think I really got something here with this army. So it's a secret army. I'm building it. And my goal is in the next month, month and a half, I'll have a fully painted army, brand new, put on the table, and uh, whip your ass. So what do you think about that? (laughs) Well, once it is fully painted on the table, we will see what we will see. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the sauce of the blind man or whatever, however that, that Satan goes. All right. So the news. Let's uh, let's keep going because we actually got some. We got we got a lot actually to talk about uh, oh, in news. in the news. Yeah, and, and you know the first thing we got to, got to bring up here is the rumor engine. Now, folks, you heard Steve kind of pontificate a little bit about how he's excited to go back to uh, uh, his beloved Skaven. But I I saw something now that we don't have a rumor engine per se. But but this right here, this right here, really really honestly, this really tripped my trigger. I mean. We got we got beast hype, baby. We got beast of chaos, the Beastie Boys. It's sabotage, man. And and I got to tell you, I found this on the Beast of Chaos uh, Facebook group. Some some lunatic, crazier than I am, actually posted it there. And I got to tell you, they're spot on. I mean, if if you look at if you look at the the little hook fang from the Jabber Slight, that matches. You look at the 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 the, the dig the, the horn. You know, you look at the hoof. I really hope they're bringing back a name character. I really 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 do. Um, and I, I, I'm thinking, so let me, let's piece this together. We're going to look at some of the Slaves of Darkness, uh, reveals that kind of happen and briefly talk about that in the news, Steve, but think about this. We there was a rumor that was going around a while back that was talking about Slaves of Darkness and Beast of Chaos being released in the same book. Now, I don't think that's actually happening, but I think it could be a flash release. I think we're close to getting Beast of Chaos closer than we thought. Hopefully. What do you Um, think? I 
think it's a long shot, but I would not say uh, that it's impossible. I think it'll probably, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the fall or the late summer. It's not going to happen in the summer. I don't think GW is going to waste what is considered to be their hottest season. Okay. Summer, of course. Right. I don't think they're going to waste it on Beastman. And I don't say that as a slight to Beastman players. I just don't think that they're going to do that. I think it's probably going to be more like in the fall, probably somewhere maybe in that September air uh, month, maybe, maybe October. Yeah. 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 It's going to happen at all. But you know what? I think we're close. I think, I think this little batch of rumor engines uh, here, you know, I, I I hope so. And you know, and and on the chat, Sean, yeah, the, the leak showed that the index didn't have beast of chaos in it. I know, Sean, you know, you don't have to pop my bubble like that. All right. I'm trying to be optimistic here, looking forward to something. You got to give me something to look forward to, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I I crumble easy, Steve, you know, if I don't have something to look forward to, I crumble easily. In all seriousness, when I looked at that uh, slate of books that are coming out, right? I think in the fall they had order, they had one chaos book, which might be your beastman, Would love and it. then they had two destruction right in a row, and then finally Slays of Darkness probably coming out either at the end of this year or maybe the beginning of next year. Yeah, yeah. But and if I, the I... Beast of Chaos Army is there. It, it it's that book that's in between the order and the two destruction books. I would be I'd be happy as a pervert with a playboy if I if my beast of chaos came out in a book like that. But you know I I think you know going back to that I think the destruction release could be what gloom spite and ogres. Oh I think it's definitely gloom spite gets and ogres without a doubt without well, a doubt. There you go, there you go. I, don't I uh, think they're going to release any new armies with like all new product lines until next year. I think this is the year of the rehash. This is the year of catching everybody up to 3.0 that has a book from 1.0 or 2.0. And then I think that next year is going to be, I think 2023 is going to be the most spectacular year of AOS yet. I, I, I agree. I agree. And, and, and I love it. And you know, another one came on in the chat, Shane, what's up, bud? Glad you're with us tonight. Um, He says, I, I hope beastmen are in the fall. Doesn't it seem like they should be a fall army? It seems like oh, they kind of, yeah, that would be really awesome. You know, get, you know, and, yeah. and it's gotta be something like the waning of yeah. summer and the beginning of winter yeah. when would be the hungriest looking yeah. for food. Like, like, yeah. like late September, early October, somewhere around that would be, would be perfect. Um, Cause you got, you got to do night haunt around, th- around Halloween. That's what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, you can't, well, that, you can't, that's the thing. I don't think we saw any death books. Uh, for the rest of the year after Night Haunt. No, uh, so, no, you're right. We didn't. No, we didn't. there were no other death books on the on the slate. So that means that death is pretty much redone until next year, mm-hmm. where you'll probably see your Osiarchs uh, with a new book. But because they just got a Tome Celestial, so they're probably not getting a book for a year. Yeah, right. But I yeah. definitely think that the fall is going to be uh, Ogres. It's going to be Gloom Spite. And then I think uh, if that one chaos book in between might just be your beastman oh man i would uh i'd be i'd be ecstatic but speaking of new book coming up we also had the slaves to darkness uh drops and you know what i i I love i love how uh you know we we, everybody knows this is games workshop everybody knows this is gw leaking this stuff to get everybody all salivating and excited and i'm glad they're doing it quite honestly but well if they did it was a smart move oh hell yeah it is hell yeah it is you know, I mean, here it is. Slaves Darkness. We got a new Demon Prince. We saw that. And I know the Slaves, Slaves Darkness leaks are in full swing. I get all that. I wasn't trying to make light of it before. But I, I but I had to uh, really give my two cents on the release just for a second, if you don't mind. I mean, when I was looking at this Demon Prince, 
size wise. This guy looks like uh, he looks a lot bigger than the existing yeah, Demon Prince of big. Chaos. Yeah, size. Yeah, which which you know I I I like the sculpt except for the face. That's just to my my opinion here, gang. I mean, well, I you think took the words right out of my right out of my mouth. I was just about to say that I I love everything about the model except that goofy face. But you know what's going to happen? What? Every kit basher out there is going to just switch out that face with yeah. something else that looks more appropriate. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and this does look like Bellacore's, you know, kid brother. I mean, they, they, I mean, honestly. So, I love the sculpt. I love what they've done there. I think again, GW and GW fashion, they've turned the corner, and uh, uh, we're going to get some awesome uh, products, multi, you know, sculpts from them. But I don't really, I don't well, care for the face. The new figures are the new figures are just beautiful models. I mean. Those new chosen. Oh. Did you see the new chosen? What when I first saw them, I thought they were Varengard on foot. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. They were such beautiful models. I mean, that is the kind of unit that would inspire someone to play Slaves to Darkness. That's yeah. how great those models look. Yeah, and you want to know something? I'm getting the feeling that Slaves to Darkness looks like it's going to be Stormcast Eternals evil. It, it kind of looks like that's the ilk that they're going for in, in, in a lot of the in a lot of the rumor well. You know, hell, we got the whole book released to us, basically, on all the leaks. Well, it's, it's basically Chaos Undivided, Reborn. Right, right. Um, that was very popular back in the old days, you know, of Warhammer Fantasy. And now they're bringing back, from what we saw, they're bringing back the Marks. Oh, uh, bravo. They're bringing back um, all of the, like, individual unit abilities that, you know, were part of Undivided, or whether you wanted to make, like, some mix some units in like some are corn some are nurgle whatever right it looks like a great book but what you're showing there on the screen right now where it says the horns of hashut yeah um that is that is the biggest red flag for chaos dwarves mm-hmm. yep because their god was hashut yep exactly Oathbreakers. yeah yeah and so if that isn't a portent of things to come i don't know what is oh and i gotta tell you you want to talk about some good news for chaos dwarves i mean players get ready because we've been talking about oath breakers um and and honestly for all of our all, all our all of our abilities to kind of be able to look behind the curtain and get some leaks you know here on grimdark live i didn't see this one coming and you know as 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 chaos dwarf players i think are going to see with this hashut is is really making the jump to the the main Age of Sigmar, I think I think we finally got them out of Forge World. I think you're going to see um, Oathbreakers, and you know, uh, you know, I think I think the only thing that I would like to have seen in the picture was could we have seen a non-human? Could we have seen a Chaos Dwarf? I mean, uh, you know, I think that's the only thing is that um, you know. I think I think they could have given us a little bit of a tickler because well, we already, we already have Chaos Dwarfs. I mean, if you look at the Warcry uh, Warbands, we already have one in that one. So in, I'll in, put it to you this way. If they would have shown a Chaos Dwarf model, an actual right. Chaos Dwarf model in a leaked photo, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the AOS community would be losing their ever-loving minds right now. Oh, yeah. Now. Right. Yeah, they it, would go. It would be a full, like, geek meltdown. Yep. Yep. Without a doubt. 
because yep. people want this army so bad and they've been waiting for it for so long. Definitely. I mean, and, and, and throughout the community, I think a little pee would come out. Absolutely. I mean, that oh, would be the, that'd be it, the way it, it would go. It would have been nerd elation to the nth degree. <laughs> that's a, that's a fun and disturbing way to put it. But you know, here's the thing. I want, I want to go back to something here too, because we're, we're missing the big man in the room here. I heard a rumor, Steve, that, um, that this is a, this is a, you know, kind of a, uh, that this whole book is revolving around the concept of Bellacor trapping and reworking Stormcast souls in the cursed skies. You know, and, and if you think about this, if you break it down, I mean, uh, it's kind of pointing to that. As I said before, the aesthetic of them looking like evil Stormcast to me. Now, I, I've heard that as a rumor that hasn't been verified anywhere officially. Well, but we know that Bellacor is officially part of Slaves to Darkness now. We know yep. he's officially part of the book. Uh, but where does that put Archaon? Because Archaon and Bellacor hate each other's guts. They do. Yeah. Uh, Bellacor especially hates Archaon for usurping what he feels is his rightful place as yeah. the leader of Slaves to Darkness. So there's definitely going to be a storyline where these two are vying for power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I Neither one of them would be subservient to the other. That's for sure. Not Not without force. You're absolutely right. And I, and I gotta be honest with you, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing. I mean, I hope to gosh, oh, they, 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 yeah, I hope they turn the corner because there's, and there's a couple of things I noticed here. Like, did you notice corn? Uh, they seem to be losing their auto charge combo in age of Sigmar. They seem to be losing that. That doesn't seem to be around. And also according to the new, uh, cast, uh, slaves, darkness table of contents, the, the leaks that you heard Sean on the chats referred to a little while ago, it looks well, like there, there's going to be at least. I think it's five or six new plastic kits, and 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 uh, I want to say even even some are going to be start collecting models uh, separately as well. Like I, I know that we're getting chaos ogres again. We got a whole unit of ogre uh, uh, theradons. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, they're just calling them theradons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the chosen they're, they're chaos ogres. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what they yeah, are. Yeah, because they couldn't IP ogres, I guess. But um, yeah, now they got this Eternus blade of the first prince. Now, he kind of, is the thrall of Bellicor. Right, right, which kind of leads me to believe, if you think about it, the Varen, he's probably what the Varengard are to Arcan, I would think, right? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We All we know is that he's a really uh, nice character. I mean, we saw his stats. They had his war scroll. Right. So we know who he is and what he does. Um, what impact he's going to have on Slaves to Darkness, I, we really don't know yet. Uh I think whether you're a chaos player or not, this is going to be a really interesting book just to read the lore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because you and I both have said this a million times. If I can't get into the lore, I can't get into the army. Oh, you're absolutely right. And I think yeah. that Slaves of Darkness is going to have some really cool stories and, and some um, portents of things to come in other books yeah but but you know what I, I i agree but i think it's going to be my prediction is it's going to be i think it's going to be a little bit bigger than than you and i are saying it's going to be because let's let's break this down my memory served me right we've already talked about the chaos chosen uh we know that we're getting a new sculpt i believe for a chaos lord on demonic mount uh yep. we, we we know we got the first prince's little sidekick we got him in there the horns of a we just mentioned mm -hmm. them the demon prince obviously we talked about an ugly face but a really awesome sculpt which is going to be kit bass to hell but you know what i was excited yep. to see is a centurion marshal you know and, and obviously the the, the ogrid uh uh theradons um 
But let's just stop right there With for a second. With full command. Yeah. That's, you just took the words out of my mouth. I mean, think about this. Ogrids have been really popular, a huge hit in the community since 2016. Since what? What was it? Silver Tower, I believe? Yeah, and whenever it, they first came out. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like they're going to be getting the full kit treatment for Slaves of Darkness with these these Ogrid uh, Theradons. Oh, I imagine they're going to be battle line in some capacity. Oh, my gosh. Could you? I mean, you know what? I, I, I mean... Uh, you know what? It. And I'm just going to say this right now in the chats. Uh, Sean, I'm calling that army, all right? I'm 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 playing the Ogrids. I'm just letting you know right now so that we don't, you know, <laughs> I just want to get that out there. Um, folks, yeah, because that's going to stop Sean. <laughs> no. That, that'll work. No, it, 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 it won't. It won't. Um, but, you know, I love the fact that we have confirmation that we're going to have, you know, squad-type units for these Ogrids uh, or Ogroids. Uh, I, I, I love that. And, you know... I want to go back to 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 just look at what this army is going to be. I think my prediction is that they are literally going to be. I think they're finally going to get the love that they have deserved for so long. Oh, without a doubt. Because yeah, you know, and, and I'm going to pontificate here. I'm going to take a left turn at Albuquerque. Rather, I'll say that. You know, when Age of Sigmar first dropped, and I've said this again and again and again, when Age of Sigmar first dropped, they had the the, the corn bloodbound. Well, yep. that's the other side of the coin, and you know they they didn't put you know they didn't put a bloodbound you know statue out in front of uh, uh, the home office. So I think they've really been neglected. You know, look when Slaves of Darkness first came out before they were a massively popular army, and then it was almost like GW said, "Oh no, 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 wait a minute, we can't have, we can't have them be that good." You know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna nerf the Zeech sorcerer so he can only cast five you know flamers and no magic. They and- were almost. The forgotten army yeah, of chaos. Right, right. And what a travesty that is, because oh. they should be the flagship of chaos. You would think, you would you would absolutely think that that would be... Well, they're the army of Archaon, so you're yeah. telling me the Lord of the Apocalypse is in a book that nobody's playing? Why does that not make sense? I yeah, mean, yeah. Slaves to Darkness should be the flagship chaos book of the chaos faction Mm -hmm. it only makes sense yeah yeah i don't know maybe maybe people are still uh uh you know pissed off at him for 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 the end times who knows um but you know what that's what you got coming on right there with slaves of darkness we got one more thing in the news i want to touch on uh and and get to because it's something a little near and dear to uh to the old grimdark family heart and 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 hopefully for the for the player base and that's uh that's armed forces day five and that's that's going to be coming up here uh july 30th and 31st and uh, Armed Forces Day 5 is uh, is going to be a two-day Age of Sigmar event and 40K event where each player is going to bring 2,000 points of an army comprised from the most recent General's Handbook and AOS rule set. This event it will be a 1v1 five-game two-day tournament to support our active duty troops while celebrating Armed Forces Day, a national holiday to honor our active duty troops. So um, we're really looking forward to having this, and we want to thank everybody ahead of time for giving us four previous awesome years with this with this awesome tournament and uh, we're looking forward to another great turnout. We had a fantastic turnout. We're back at the VFW in uh, Lockport, Illinois. And um, honestly, yeah, I know the I know the event is not on Armed Forces Day specifically. You know, try to get a VFW on Armed Forces Day. That's pretty tough. But you want to know something? You can you can give to the USO whenever you want. And and you know, Steve, we're bringing back the uh, we like to call it the Stan Lee Cup. Uh, we got a um, a movie prop, um, Captain America Shield, that is hoisted by the uh, the best overall from Age of Sigmar and 40K, and uh, we call it the Stan Lee Cup, and we're we're very proud of that, and we got some great prize support lined up, and we got some 
uh, great trophies and things like that ready to come back. And, and Steve, we got some awesome competitors, and you're going to be uh, actually co-TOing the AOS side this year. Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, um, I remember last year seeing how busy you were. Oh. And I said to you this year, I made a promise to you that if we, you know, if we do it again, or if the tournament gets any bigger, that I would help you. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I, and I, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But this year, remember, you know, tip, tip the waitress, you know, you drank a lot of booze last year and you didn't, you didn't really leave much for, her. she worked her ass off for it and she got very little out of it. Yeah. I think that in all seriousness, um, <laughs> we do, we do want to make sure that we're, that we're making the most of this event. A lot of the money that we spend inside the VFW hall goes to, obviously, keeping the VFW hall open. Yeah. You know, yeah. because VFW halls are closing all over the country, folks, as, well, as many of you probably well know. They, uh, so they, we they, really they... want to support this place and make sure that, you know, we, we maybe buy, you know, buy lunch there. Maybe, you know, if you're going to get drinks, like you said, tip the waitresses, make right. sure that we're keeping that money flowing. Yeah. And you want to know something? Um, they, they've been very good to us. So, and here it is. Armed Forces Day 5 is right around the corner, July 30th and 31st. And uh, we are extremely, extremely excited uh, for that. But you know, one thing that I wanted to cover here, and I know I'm kind of beleaguering the point here, but like every year at Armed Forces Day, we kind of have a special little uh, shtick, something little goofy that we do as, as kind of an accompaniment to the 2000 point army, at least on the AOS side. And this year we're going to be doing the Army Courier. And uh, you can uh, get more information on that at the Armed Forces Day uh, Facebook page or on GrimDarkLive.com in the Armed Forces Tournament section. Uh, you can you can see kind of what the courier is. But the courier is essentially just a uh, it's a it's a it's a model that can accompany your army. Uh, it it, it uh, shares all the same benefits of your standing army. And um, well, Steve, talk us through uh, uh, one of the one of their command abilities, medic medic. Give us a little idea of what uh, what this army courier can do. Okay, so medic medic is very simple. If you are within range of the courier, you can call for him to rally your unit. It is just basically an advanced rally, but it's still a rally. Okay? Right. So you call for the medic, and what the medic does is for every six that you roll to replace a model up to six wounds, you will gain an additional model. So basically, yep. the courier runs over and, and is you know binding the wounds basically of troops while the regular troops in the unit are helping out you know another of their friends. Yeah, it's it's just a neat little ability to kind of help boost up some of your better units. Probably is what most people will use it by. I mean, obviously, right. you're not going to use it on one wound models. You're going to use it on troops that are like three wounds. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You but might, you we might. limited it to six wounds. Because we certainly didn't want people bringing back, you know, uh, storm drakes and things like that, you know, just because they have a medic nearby. Right. So we kind of limited it to six wounds. That covers like, you know, your dragon ogres, and, you know, people who are playing maybe blood knights or Jacothian guard or whatever. So it helps you with your elite troops, but it's not it's not going to be over the top. Right. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's a fun little accompaniment. We try to do this every year. You know, one year we had the Anvil of Apotheosis. Uh, uh, the year before we had the Underworlds. Um, and so we always try to do something a little a little goofy, a little sidebar uh, to kind of make it also fun as well as competitive. Because, you know, Armed Forces Day is actually a very, very, we've had some real straight up killers show up to that event. And, oh, uh, it is a tournament of killers. Yeah. Um, there are guys that come to this tournament that... Um, We'll put your lights out if you make one mistake. 
That's true. So you have to be on your toes when you play in this tournament because there's a lot of top killers that are coming to it. That's it. That's right. And you know what? You also got to be on your toes when you're fighting Stormcast, Tracothian Guard. Folks, we're going to be right back, and we are going to uh, we're going to touch on those big bastards with our awesome guest, Steve. We'll be right back. Hey, gang. I want to thank you for being with us today on Grimdark Live. Thanks for being with us on tonight's show. But before we get into our main topic here on the show, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker and become a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, check out our podcast or blog sections, attend an upcoming event, or should you know that GrimdarkLive.com has some great products in our shop, t-shirts, hoodies, caps, dice, and a ton more. So get your swag on with Grimdark Live merch. Also, from GrimdarkLive.com, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. We're constantly updating the website, so check it out for new stuff on the site. But with all that said, we just want to thank you for being part of this show and being here with us tonight, here on Grimdark Live. Now, let's get to the main topic of the show. All right, we are getting into the Dracothian Guard tonight. Uh, And this is going to be a great topic. But folks, with this topic tonight, my guest, as we said earlier at the top of the show, has a very interesting take on the Stormcast Army as a whole. But but creating a very fierce and competitive all-cavalry list in the amount of Dracothian, uh, Dracoth, Dracothian Guard units. Now, uh, Steve, let's let's kind of dive into this here because Dracothian Guard units, which become battle line in Hammers of Sigmar armies, we know that, and and there are a few options. But I like the look of the concussors personally. I want to start with that because, and, and that's actually I the totally route. Totally agree. Yeah, and I thought that was the route you were actually going to go with. But folks, so did I. Yeah, well, that's right. For a little while, you did, and and I like them personally. That's just my opinion. But but for for really, if you think about it this way, for being able to get stuck in in close combat and keep punching with numerous damage to attacks between the rider and the mount and the riders dealing two mortal wounds per six hit instead of normal damage you know they 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 can they can just swing into high priority targets and do very very well but steve you know i really think you've cracked the code here because you i i think you have something better than concussors here to show us tonight yeah, um, I looked at all the units, to be honest, and um, I was always a fan of the Dracothian Guard as models, but I never thought twice about playing them Right. Uh, until I really got the book and started looking at the, the rules for some of these. I love the Concussors. I think uh, aesthetically they look better than the Fulminators. Yeah, right, right, but right. when you start doing the math, there's just no comparison. Yeah, you know what? Dominators take it every time. Yeah, and and don't but don't give away the goods yet, man. Don't give away the goods. See, they didn't know which one you were going with. We we kind of gave away the concussors. Now, come on now. I think I I think they probably figured out. I think they probably figured out. Oh, I think it's obvious. Yeah, but I mean, so let's 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 kind of back up here a little bit. There are three variants as we kind of brought up, or I guess four. Fine, you want to talk about Shemp? That's fine. But we got the concussors, the desolators, the fulminators, and the uh, help me out. Tempesters. Tempesters. There you go. Uh, but, it, but as, as you just 
let the cat out of the bag here. Your list is primarily or all fulminators. And I think one of the biggest challenges of doing any kind of unit analysis and comparison is understanding the context, right, in which the units will be used. You talk about that all the time when, when you're when you're sizing up a unit of how it's going to be in close combat. You you talk context all the time of how it's going to be used. You know, I mean, how often, Steve, do we talk about stuff like uh, how often will a particular unit charge? Or uh, how often are they going to dive headfirst into a unit that's larger than them? You know, you know. now, if you think about it, by all measures on paper, with the concussors, that, you know, the, that lightning hammer thing is the superior choice. You would think about that. On, you would think that on paper is what I'm saying that the, the lightning hammer would be superior to the fulminators, you know, thanks to the high damage and, and, you know, the possibility of getting a mortal, mortal wound. But that doesn't necessarily make them the best in your opinion, right? No, they're actually, um, there's actually no comparison. Uh, the ability to put out mortal wounds is great, but the ability to put out 60 damage in one round of combat is even greater. Yeah. And, that's what makes the 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 fulminators what they are and it's not like i found out this i mean full people have been using fulminators for a long time now i mean you know there's a lot of people that came before me that know what they can do yeah and, but and not in the store not do. i don't see them a lot in stormcast lists i see them in cities of sigmar lists like no, the living city you or something you mostly see them in support in a supporting fashion right i have not i personally have not seen anyone play all dracothians no. Uh, as an army. Nope. And I think that's because, number one, they've been near impossible to get for the past year because everybody wanted to play Fulminators and everyone was buying them up on the GW website. And another reason is the price. It's $70 for two models. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a spicy so meatball it, for some people. Yeah. I mean, it prices a lot of people out of the market for them sure. because they, you know, you're spending, you know, almost $1,000 to build like a big army. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do I mean do you do you, you think that's a part of it though? You think that this is there's a part of this game that's pay to play? As a side note, oh, without a doubt, without right. a doubt. That's okay. why you see so many people. Um, that's why you see so few people, I should say, playing uh, giants. Good point. They're two hundred dollars a model. Good point. Good now, point. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, if you buy a full unit, that'll be two hundred bucks. But yeah, it, that may, there may be some truth to that. But I think a lot of it is like a two thousand point giant army is close to a thousand dollars yeah and a lot of people can't afford that a right. lot of people don't want to pay that even if they could afford it they don't want to pay that true so yeah i think there's a certain degree of pay to play yeah but yeah that's anything well true true yeah uh especially with women will you stop uh, what i'm just i'm just making a comparison you're yelling at me all the time all right so uh so so let, let's go back to that let's go back to the the the, the, the weapons here so the profiles. Let's go back to the profiles and how things look on paper, because I think we're kind of digesting through kind of the kind of how they're recognized versus the reality. So, if we look at so, the profiles of, say, the Thunder Axes and the Storm Drake Glaive, they're identical. But as we were going to, as we're going to see here later on, there's a big difference between the Desolators and the Fulminators. But what were you going to say? I cut you off. No, I was just going to say that um, when you look at the profile for the Fulminators, and this is something that I wanted to talk about. Sure. You're looking at a unit of four fulminators is essentially has the hitting power of two gatebreaker mega gargants simultaneously attacking. Now you might say, well, what are you talking about? Okay. 
So a normal gatebreaker has 10 attacks. Gatebreakers hit fours by threes, rend two, damage three. Fulminators on the charge. And you must always assume that you're going to be charging, or why are you playing Fulminator? ABC, always be charging. ABC, always be charging. So when you have a unit of four Fulminators come in, you have 20 attacks, threes by threes, rend two, damage three. Now, there's so much sweetness that comes with this unit. You have your Lord's Arcanum on Torlons. I have a Ventus, and I have a Lord Arcanum in one of my lists. Right. And we're going to get to those what later. What they do is they move close to the unit so that when it does charge, they're within three inches of it. So if they're within three inches of it, they're now hitting on twos. Right. If you have a particular unit that you really want to get off the table, you put Celestial Blades on that Fulminator unit. Now they're wounding on twos. So if you hit and wound with every single one of your attacks, which is very possible, hitting on twos by twos, you could quite you could quite wipe out a unit in one one charge right. just from the attacks from the knights alone. You could do up to sixty damage. Yeah. So forget about gatebreakers. Forget about mega gargans. They're a one shot kill. Yeah. And, and, then and on top of it, you have. 12 attacks coming from the beasties, which are also threes by threes, rend two, damage two. Right. So you could possibly do up to 84 wounds from one Fulminator's attack. Now, let me really put this in perspective for people. Think about the cost of a Fulminator unit that's four strong. They're 460 points. One Gatebreaker Mega Gargan is 525 points. But with a four-man unit of Fulminators, you are doing the damage. You have the hitting power, if you will, of two Gatebreaker Mega Gargans. So essentially, you're getting 1,050 worth of points for one unit that's only 460 points. And the unit is deadlier than an average Gatebreaker Mega Gargan. It's actually, it, it literally has the hitting power of two Gatebreakers attacking simultaneously with the Beasties on top. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, go ahead. But to further break it down, if you have four units, or excuse me, three units of four Fulminators, you essentially have six Gatebreaker Mega Gargans on that table. So you have 3,000 points worth of hitting power for 2,000 points. Right. 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 That's I, what makes them so deadly. I, I feel like we should have had the list up there for that talk. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing. The, the, the secret sauce, what you're really saying is the secret sauce with the Fulminators is always be charging. I mean, if, if your plan yes. is to always have your 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 dragon riding madmen monster boys charge into the enemy and crush them without pity before, I guess, escaping uh, to, to charge again because they can retreat and charge, then the Storm Drake Glaive is unquestionably the best choice, as as you all have heard uh, Steve just talk about. But we're not ready to get into the list yet, because I do kind of want to digest here a little bit for some for some people that that I think may want to know. Uh, and, and again, I want to talk a little bit about go, to walk off the concussors, because I've actually seen in the boards, when I was researching this topic, when we were talking about you know doing this show, 
a lot of people, there is a philosophy for the use of concussors. Now, oh, sure. I was, I was sunk to that myself because to be honest with you, um, if I was going to build an army like this at first glance, I would go with concussors, which, you know, a, I think it's because they've got lightning hammers that kind of fits the motif in the lore. Um, yep. I think the lightning hammer has the same profile as the claws and the fangs that every Dracothian comes with, which are the three attacks, like you were saying, that, that hit and wound on a three plus and they have a negative two rend and they deal two damage. The difference is that the lightning hammer, I think, also has the, the blast to ashes special rule, which automatically inflicts yes. two mortal wounds on that unmodified hit roll of what is it? It's a six. Yeah, that's what it is. And yeah, then you gotta roll six. Yeah, and then that but but that ends the attack sequence. And so when 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 you look at comparatively speaking, right, when when you're looking at say uh the concussors, for instance, and then you turn around and you look at the fulminators, you know, I, you can see why a lot of people go, Oh my gosh blast ashes. I got to go with that. Do you find that, that you'll have that opportunity with the fulminators? And we're going to get into this a little bit more with your list. So maybe just a yes or no on this one. When you charge in, do you think you'll have the luxury to retreat back out and recharge again? Do you think you'd be able to do that to get the, to I maximize on those to, glaives? Um, in most cases, I will not have to worry about retreating out because whatever I hit is going to be dead. Okay. And that's not that that's not uh arrogance. It's just math. Right. I mean right. you can't no unit can withstand that type of hitting power. Um the 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 ability to do close to sixty damage in, in a charge, especially if I've got that unit all jacked up. I don't see very many units standing against that. Your only hope is if you have a ward save on your unit. True. And a good one, like a five True. plus. Yeah, yeah. Nurgle, Nurgle could survive it if they roll well. Um, an army that possibly has, you know, six up ward saves and they just really roll well that turn. But even so, for every wound that's getting through, that's three right. damage. Yeah. So and, if and... I'm fighting something like Nighthaunt or fighting something that like has only one wound, like foot troops. Mm hmm put them in a box they're gone yeah yeah and 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 you know and that's something too you know i i i want to i want to make one more comparison before we get onto your lists here and you know and the only only other dracothian guard that i think is worth talking about out of the four of them are the desolators um you know i i think because i think the desolators were a good idea that's missing a few puzzle pieces they got the thunder axe i get all that um you know they they you know they have to settle for i think it's five attacks to hit they they wound on a three plus. Uh, they have a rend of negative two, but they deal one point of damage, and it's like it's yeah. like all great, everything's going good, and then uh, one point of damage. I think I think if the target unit that they're after is greater than say the number of models in the in the Dracothian guard unit, then I think the cleaving blow probably provides an extra two attacks. I I, I think that's how it goes, but I think for the most part, the debate right now is fulminators and concussors. And I really think you've, you've won me over. I'll say that right now. I think when we get into your list here, just in a, just in a minute that I think people are going to say, Holy crap, because I think they're going to put a visual to everything you just kind of warmed us up on with your explanation of what the fulminators are going to be able to do. But before we get there, I want to get your two cents in a tin can on something. I think when we talk about comparing, I'd say the main three out of four Dracothian guard, I think the first takeaway and again, I'm going to go back to the concussors here, so bear with me. I think the first takeaway sure. is that the lightning hammer is better than the thunder axe. That's pretty obvious, even against larger units. 
the I think the additional damage and the possibility of mortal wounds simply makes it more effective. I think the second, I agree. I, yeah, I think the second is that the Storm Drake glaive on the charge is significantly better. And, I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what saves them. It's not the glaive. Now, I, I want to hear your two cents on this. I think what makes the Fulminators better than the Concussors is not necessarily the glaive. It's their ability to retreat and charge again. Because if that if that first one doesn't kill you, the second one sure as heck will. Is that a, is that a fair way to put it? Uh, you don't want, you don't want to ever allow fulminators to get a second charge in a game. Sure. Because if you do, there will not be a game. The game will be over. Right. Uh, their first charge alone is going to decimate everything that you have in your front line. Uh, I don't care what you are, you're going to die. And so, and, and like I said, that's just math. When they hit, even if like you run, even if I run with one unit first, and then a unit gets to attack me, they better wipe out half the unit because I'm still getting that charge bonus if all three units charged. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and only, and just remember, two alone, even if they kill two, two fulminators alone, like in, like just two that are left out of the four, have the same hitting power as a Gatebreaker Mega Gargan. That's incredible. That, I mean, you know, and, and, and yeah, we're going to, I, I want to get into that a little bit more when we get the list up. But so before we get to your list, one last thing. I think what people need to understand is it's not necessarily the weapon on the piece of paper. Cause I'll say that, I'll say this right now. I, I think if you were to simply look at the lightning hammer as a reliable, reliable option, I think you're going to do okay to good in most of your games because, Oh, I totally uh, agree. Because of the totally mortal wounds, agree. but, but you don't need necessarily mechanics to that. You just have to be able to read what's on a war scroll. Mechanics come in mm-hmm. with the fulminators. Like you were talking about. I personally, I think the, I think the Thunder Axe can stay on the goddamn sprue. I don't think you need to bother cutting that off or sniffing any glue to put that on. I think the Thunder Axe is, is a lost opportunity right now. But I've never seen it ever on anyone in, in any unit ever. Nah, I've never even seen the model played. That that well, I don't think I have either. Not not that I can competently remember. But let's get into list nor number have one. I seen, nor have I seen Tempesters. And to be perfectly honest with you, I I think I've only seen one unit ever of Concussors. Right. Right, and it was a two-man unit. It wasn't even a four-man unit. Yeah, it's it's just something to kind of clunk them on the head. But yep. All right, so here it is. We got we got the first list that's up right now, and so this one's kind of interesting because you know I can't really you know when I first got both your lists in, I couldn't decipher which one I liked better. I I think they're both actually very even lists in my opinion for what you can do. So let's start from the top. You got your Lord Arcanum, Lord Arcanum. I'm sorry, on a Taralon. Let's mm-hmm. let's start there. So so give us a little background on, on your heroes on this list, starting with him. And then of course you gotta get to Vandus Hammerhand. Yes, okay. So um Lord Arcanum on Toralon, he has the um envoy of the heavens, which means that if a unit loses a model within twelve inches of him, uh the armor save will now in uh increase by one. So if you were a three up save, now you're a two up save uh for the rest of that combat phase. Scintillating Tail is uh, any wizard that's within 12 inches of you is minus one to dispel. Nice ability. Right. The Mirror Shield is absolutely a must if you're playing a monster because what the Mirror Shield does is you cannot even select him as a target for any shooting unless you are within nine inches of him. So forget about your bolt throwers. Forget about your long strikes if you're fighting another Stormcast player. Forget about your cruel boys shooting him. Forget about your skinks shooting him. Right. They have to get within nine inches of him. So 
that makes him uh, virtually invincible, at least until they get within nine inches. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, here's the thing, too. What I love about these Stormcast heroes is they remind me a lot of, like, ogre heroes. They're tanky and they can fight. I mean, this guy's got, what, 10 wounds? He's got a 14-inch movement. The Toralon has... Oh, he's got 12 wounds. Oh, you got twelve wounds now. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. Twelve I guess, wounds. I guess I should open my book. But I, I, I think if, if top of my head, he's got, uh, he's got what three decent attacks for for two damage each, right? Yeah. Um, he's he, not he, that bad. No, I mean, hell no. He can, I mean, he no, can do, he can come into a fight. Yeah, he can definitely come into a fight. Um, is he going to last? Well, I don't know. He's only a three up armor save. Now you say, well, only a three up. Well, you know, a little bit of rend, you know, takes care of that, no problem. Right. So. His job, though, is not to get into the fight. His job is to piggyback behind one of the Fulminator units, or two if I can get him close enough, and just help that Fulminator unit demolish the best, you know, the best unit that my opponent has. Yeah, yeah, but I... Bandus Hammerhand is basically there for one reason. He is a beacon of no battle shock. So anything that is within 24 inches of him, no battle shot. Okay. All right. So now he, are you he, taking him? He's there. Are you taking him on the Dracoth or on foot? Bandus. Oh no, he's on a, oh no, he's on a Dracothian. Yeah, okay, the whole yeah. army's mounted. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you're keeping the whole theme going on and you know, I, I've always loved this model because I think this was the guy that came in the original get started box when Stormcast. There is. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the sculpt. It was I had him for a while. I, I sold the army like an idiot, but I but I, I had him for a while. Now, yeah, um, our our buddy Justin actually has like three or four of them. Yeah, and he said to me when I when he was uh, agreeing to paint up the army, he said, "Well, I have a Vandis Hammerhand." He says, "You want me to paint him up for you?" I said, "Yeah, sure." So I, that's one of the reasons why I made this list, so I I can have a list to use with him when I right. finally get him. Right. I mean, you know what? I, I love the fact that you're keeping the uniform thing, but but, but staying with Vandis Hammerhand for a second on this list. Now, he gets, what is it, D3 additional tax if he charges? Oh, yeah. And he, he's a definite uh, puncher. Yeah. Yeah. He can definitely he can definitely put your lights out. Um, am I going to use him in that capacity? Only if I think it's to my advantage at the right moment. But, I mean, he has nine wounds. Right. So he's pretty yeah. good there. Right. He has the lightning attack from the Dracothian. He has three attacks, uh, Ren one, damage three, and then he's got the claws and the fangs from the from the beastie. Right. Um he's got some pretty good abilities. Uh he affects redeemers, but unfortunately we're we're not redeemers. We're right. you know, we're hammers of Sigmar and right. we're the uh Dracothian, so but I mean he's not meant to be like with a monoesthetic army like I'm playing, but that's okay. His ability that I really took him for was the twenty-four inch no battle shock. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I mean that's without a doubt. Oh sure, twenty-four inches no battle shock. Now, now is that within or wholly within? Uh, that is, do not take battle shock tests for friendly hammers of Sigmar units wholly within twenty-four inches. Yeah. So you yeah. are pretty much talking about the entire board if I get him somewhere in the middle. Uh oh, you know, real quick, we got we got Mason Knox on the chats. No, no tempester love. All right, dude, you you caught me. They're not my favorite, you know, but but I you, you know, but they're good. But yeah, I guess I should have brought that well, up. Well, it's <laughs> not that it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't like some pesters. I just don't see a use for them in my army. But in a normal stormcast army, I see no reason why you couldn't have some pesters in a little group of two 
on the side, just taking out little targets here and there. Yeah, and you want to know something? I'm going to be I'm going to be totally honest with you here, Steve and 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 Mason. I, I got I'm going to I'm going to short me honest with you. I, I when I was looking at the model, I went, you know, I I don't really have an opinion on them, and I don't want to rag on them, and I don't really want you know. When I said they're like kind of like Shemp of the, the you know the, the Three Stooges, you, you don't hate Shemp. He's not curly. But you know, it's kind of like one of those things. I was like, okay, they're they're they got the crossbow. I did, you know, and I, 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 I also forget about them. You don't you don't ever see them or hear of them. You don't ever. I've never seen them on and, a table and ever. I, yeah, and first, there's something about big gold armor, you know, stormcast looking dudes on a big dragon that. There's just something that is a disconnect in my brain. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure I'm going to eat my lunch on this topic. I'm sure they're great on the table. I really do. I, 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 I to be honest with you, but I, they're just, they're, they're kind of like, uh, they're kind of like, I just never, never thought of them. And I really don't have an opinion on them. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're terrible. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So. Yeah. It's like I said, I don't have a negative view of them. I just don't see a use for them in my army. Right. Right. You I, know, my army is very mono aesthetic. Yeah. It, which is exactly how I designed it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It wasn't meant to be versatile. You know, that that's you know what? I like the way you put that better. I like so 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 yeah, Mason, you're absolutely right, bud. I I uh yep. I, I, I gotta I gotta so that's my opinion. I don't you know, they're they're kinda like that 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 cousin that second cousin twice removed that shows up for Thanksgiving. You're not sure if you're well, happy Mason, to see him, you but you don't mind list. that you're there. Hold on one sec. Mason, <laughs> if you don't mind, if you have a list that you use Tempesters in, send it in. Yeah. I'd love I'd, we'd both love to take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and please do that, and and that's for everybody. You know, if you got a list that you want to share in the chats, you know, go ahead and leave it in the comments, and sure. and, and we'll we'll I'd look at it, and we'll possibly it. talk about it. And you know, something else here, Uranus Adventure. I love that name. Well, that's a great name. Um, you know, yeah, Nobblers' lives do matter, baby. You're absolutely right. And you know, we we how about we start seeing? You know, I wonder if they're gonna have Stormcast Nobblers. You know, think about it. One of those little bastards dies gallantry in battle, saving the world. Those little bastards. Could you see him running around in little gold armor? Can we just talk about that for a second? The hell of Tempest. Well, I have a question. We, what? What's a nobbler? You son of a folks, that's the show tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh appreciate no. All right. So let's 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 wind back around. See, look what look what everybody they do this. They get me wound up on the nobblers. They can't just leave me alone for a moment. They know I fantasize about them. I just You're don't, too much fun to play with. You know, hey, you know, I, I had a girl tell me that once. Let me tell you Please that story real quick. Well, I'm just trying to explain the story to you. You never let me finish anything. All right. See, Uranus Adventure. Look what you look what you started. All right. <laughs> so let's go back to the Lord Arcanum on a Torlon. I want to go back to this real quick, because there's a couple of things sure. I want to talk about with him before we get to your second list. Well, before we talk about the troops in your first list, more or less. But doesn't he have an ability, the Comet Trail ability, which allows you to fly over an enemy unit and, and it gives Stormcast plus one to hit uh, with... Yeah, uh, that's what I said. He, what happens Okay, is, so is that is that with range or melee or both? It's plus one to hit. It's just plus one to hit. Oh, I like it. So what happens is... When you're setting yourself up for a charge, you have to be very tactical about this because what you have to do is you want to move your fulminators first, get okay. them into position. Then you're going to move up your Lord on Coralot. You're going to get them within three inches of the targeted unit. Then when you charge with the fulminators, because they have such a long base, they're definitely going to be within three inches of him when they charge into the, you know, to the targeted unit. So now you're going to be plus one to hit on the charge. Okay. Then if you have Celestial Blades on them, on that same unit, now they're plus one to wound. So you can save, uh, you can save a so command great. point for another 
fulminator unit and just make them plus one to hit for all out attack. So what you're doing with those Torlons is you're basically saving a command point, having to spend a command point to make them even easier to hit. Oh, that is so good. I mean, that is so good. You know, what if, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that you have a, you have a, you have a 2000 point list. Well, you know, roughly speaking, and you got two characters and, and really, I think, I think both Vandas Hammerhand and I think the, the Lord Arcanum bring so much to this list, but two different, two different, uh, ways that they bring to the list because they're really the ultimate support heroes. I mean, think about it. Vandas Hammerhand, 24 inch immunity to Battleshock, uh, for, for Hammers of Sigmar. Um, yep. not, 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 not to mention if he does have to come in and kind of play cleanup, he's going to get D3 oh, he, additional yeah. attacks if he charges and, and sure. swings for an impressive, what is it? Three damage. So uh, three damage, three yeah. by twos, rend one, rend is kind of weak on him, uh, with Heldenson, which is his weapon, but, um, I'll take it because everyone that gets through, you know, that's, if it's a, if it's an infantry unit, that's three models coming out. Right. 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 Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I like what you've done, but let's, let's get into, let's get into the real, the real nasty business. And th- these are, these are the fulminators. So let me set this up for you. And then I'm going to let you run with this, like, like a madman. So the, 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 the glaives threes by threes doing one damage at negative one rend. Right? Negative two rend. Negative two rend. That's what it is. And their special ability is they, they're going to gain, what is it? Plus one to save rolls against missile weapons. I believe No, when they charge, they are three damage. Okay. All right. So, so take it from there. Tell us, tell us what we got on fulminators and why everybody needs um, to play them. Well, uh, to tell you the truth, and most people are playing them. That that's the thing. You know, I'm the one that's late to the dance. Well, you know, um, you're, you're you're actually creating an all cavalry the list. Fulminators. Was... When I really read the War Scroll and thought about what I could do with this unit, they are deadlier than any unit in the game that charges. And if there is a stronger unit. Someone please put it in the chat because I'd like to know what can do up to 84 uh, wounds in one charge. 84, 84 you said. 84, that's the total amount they can do when they charge in. If you hit and wound with everything, they can do up to 84 wounds. That's with them and the beasties. Wow. And that doesn't even count the four mortal wound lightning bolt attacks that you're going to shoot that unit with before you come in. So That's crazy. There is no gatebreaker. There is no mega gargant in the game of AOS that can withstand that charge. I mean, you, they you, are dead. You may have just solved the whole dilemma of, you know, worrying about it. I mean, here's the thing. You, you could almost wipe out your opponent I mean, in you, one let, charge. Let's, well, let's talk about the movement of these guys too. You think, remember guys. We're, 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 yeah. So you're across, now, you could potentially be across the field. Oh, without a doubt. As, yeah. as a matter of fact, they have something uh, in addition that makes them even nastier. Uh, every Stormcast army gets a Holy Command. You get one, no matter, you know, what kind of an art, you get one Holy Command. Every Stormcast army. My Holy Command, as you can see on the list, is Steadfast March. So what I can do is if my opponent's hanging back beyond the, the middle line, I can march my unit, I can march them up 16 inches because I can just make, I can just make them go six inches for the run, you know, with a command point. Right. Then I fly up the Lord and Toralon right behind them. And then when I charge, 
I'm going to be right there by that unit nine times out of 10. Uh, that's an additional, you know, three inches I have to go to charge a unit. So, you know, you're going to make it unless, you know, you just roll the worst dice rolls of your life. Right. And by that time, whatever's there trying to hold back is going to be dead. I don't care what your armor yeah. save is. I don't care what your ward save is. Every wound that gets through is doing three damage. Right. So even if you're something like, you know, a night haunt unit that's going to say, well, you can't rend me. Okay, that's fine. Even if I get six shots through, that's 18 damage. And that's not even talking what the beasties are going to do. And that's assuming that I missed with all of my lightning bolt attacks before I charged in. Right. Yeah. It's 84. It's, it's 80. When you look at the math of this unit, there are very few units in this game that can withstand the impact damage of what is essentially two gate breakers charging at the same time, simultaneously attacking. That's right. what each group of two uh, is. Each group of two is worth a gate breakers uh, damage power. output. Yeah. Damage output. Yeah, and and that's and you you've done a great job of vetting that. I mean, you, you want to talk a little bit on that? I mean, you you look you do you do manual dice rolling. You you vet everything, math hammer before you get into it. Uh, you're basing everything off a of three plus three plus save, you know, unit. I mean, you you go through you run this you run these units through the ringer. I run them through the ringer. I always do twenty minimum of twenty dice hammer combats against a three up armor save with a five plus ward. I assume the worst case scenario for myself what my unit is going to face and in every time i rolled that every time i rolled the combat it came out to anywhere between 35 to 40 wounds sure so no gate breaker no mega gargant in the game is surviving that right yeah and and that's what the army is designed for it is it, this army is designed to be what the hammers of sigmar would be if you read the history of the Hammers of Sigmar, they are the punch-you-in-the-face uh, faction of Sigmar's legions. The Hammers are the first. They, they were the first forged legion. Uh, Fulminators are the tip of the spear. There are two echelons of, of Dracothians. There is the Lightning Echelon, which is the first wave, and then there's the Thunder Echelon, which is the second wave. Sure. Concussors are part of the Thunder Wave. The fulminators are part of the lightning wave, which means they are the tip of the spear. They're the vanguard of the army. Yeah. So the army was designed to be uh, that punch you in the face kind of army. It, it, I'm, I'm not going to deny that it is, you know, it is of that guy list. Oh, yeah. 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 You're, you're going to be off an awful lot of Christmas card lists with, the, oh, with, with this. Oh, yeah. That's the point. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I'm not going to be any I'm not going to make any friends with this army. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is a this is a take the tournament by storm, literally by by yeah, storm. It is. Um, it, it is a tournament. It is a tournament list. And, and this is what I want to I want to set up before we go to your second list. This is why I said when sure. I looked at both lists, when I when I was researching this show, when we were talking about doing this. I was researching. I was looking at both lists and I said, son of a bitch, it's a toss up. Either, either one, and I'm, I'm going to throw it up here right now. Let's let's get into the second list right now because I think, I, I think there's a lot to be recognized here, even with your your second one. I mean, your main characters here are Aventus Firestrike. You you've got, mm -hmm. uh, and and of course, you know, you're you're obviously back with the with with the previous ones that, are, that were in the first list. So let's let's start from there because this is a named 
uh, character, right? On this is this yes. is the Lord Arcana Monitorlan, who's a named so, character. Aventus is in this army in this version of this list. Aventus has a lot of special abilities. Number one, he can heal himself D three every turn. Right. Yep. So you can heal yourself with that ability, then heal yourself with the hero heal, which is especially sweet. Uh, he has the same ability as the Lord Arcanum on the other Torlan. So in other words, he has the same ability. He can come in and he can get close to a unit, give him plus one to hit. In addition to that, he has uh, Thundershock. His spell is Thundershock. Right. And what you do is anything within 18 inches, you target, you target a, uh, a, you target anything within 18 inches and you roll a three plus, I believe. Yeah. And if you roll three plus, they're minus one to wound you. Wow. Anything he can see within 18 inches. And, and doesn't he also give uh, friendly hammers of Sigmar uh, plus one to the wound? Uh, doesn't he, doesn't he have that command ability? No, or I, he, he, that I think ability, he had it. But, I think, or maybe he had it at one time. Um, I don't remember. His his best asset to the army is he can dispel and cast twice. Yeah, so he, that's right. He, he, he's got an additional in mind. That's right. Yep. I I can I have a guy to throw a, a mystic shield and thunder and thunder shock. Then I've got a guy who can throw celestial blades. And when I'm uh, dispelling, I've got three dispellers now for the price of only two. So got that's it. what makes him so valuable. He's got great movement. I mean, he's a lord on Torlon, so he's got the same abilities as the first guy. Right. Uh, yep. But what's great about him is that he is giving me additional magic power for the army so I can't be shot up with, like, crazy spells. And he is also a distraction because, to tell you the truth, I want people to shoot him. I want people to target him because if you're focusing on him, you're not focusing on the fulminators. That's a good point. Yeah. So now, is every player going to be, you know, foolish enough to do that? No. But that's what he's there for. You can't let him live. Right. Because he's giving that bonus of plus one to hit to the Fulminator units. And you really only have one chance to stop that charge. And you can't afford to let someone who's going to come in with that charge and decimate your best units yeah and even if you put your worst units up there the lords on Torlon can also move up to block other units for charging so who cares if they die that may save me from being hit and will allow my fulminator unit to to then counter charge right right and, and you know i love the fact that you 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 have the lord uh, uh, the um uh the lord arcanum you got you got him back on the Torlon in this list as well yeah, with uh, now, the mirror shield, what, absolute what I, must. What I find interesting in both your lists, and I was going to touch on this, but I, I waited till we talked about the second one here because obviously you, you got the same you got the same build too with your troops. You got the same, uh, you know, three units of forge or Kothian guard with, uh, with with fulminators or as fulminators. So you got hunters of the heartland. Now I would have thought. Now call me crazy, but I would have thought you would have gone for the one drop. But but you're not going for that. Like you're not worried about that right now, as far as nope. not getting not controlling the initiative from the onset. No. Because okay. it is to my advantage if they come up and take the objectives first, because now you just put yourself within striking distance of all my fulminators. Okay. All right. So if they do that, you know, go for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and also when you take a look at the list, 
this list can get even more egregious if I wanted to. Because if I want to, I could take all those four-man units of fulminators and split them up and now have six, six units of two. So now I essentially have six units that are equivalent to a gatebreaker running around the table. Yeah, uh, that, that kind of comes that comes back to what uh, we got in the chats here. We got Mason Knox to ask, any chance you could split up the, ful- the fulminators, yep. maybe one uh, unit of four and, uh, and four oh, units totally. of two? Um, we, as yeah. a matter of fact, Mason, I actually have another list that I didn't, you know, of course, give to Pat which has exactly that. It is the same characters, but then I have six units of two fulminators for more board control. Right. Yeah, I, I've already, yeah, I've already, already done it. Now, <laughs> can you, can you, idea in my head. can you deep strike with these lists? I didn't see anything on there. You can, so that's, that's okay, when yeah, you talk yeah. about some other yeah, things. Yeah, so, so, so get, get into that a little bit. Talk to so, us about that. What what other goodies does this list have? Well, number one, the Holy Command was a great one where you're able to mar- run in charge. Um, another great ability is because we're Hammers of Sigmar, the minute we get Holy within 12 inches of a uh, objective, we're now a six plus ward save. Another oh, advantage right. yeah, yeah. to this army is we're Scions of the Storm, which means that I can take out of this five unit army, I can take two units and I can use them to come in anywhere in the table nine inches. Okay. So, and when you kill them, because we have um, uh, a blaze of glory, I believe the rule is called. When you kill us, we roll six dice and any sixes are mortal wounds. Now there's one more little juicy ability that these lords on Toralon have. And it's probably one of the, one of the most unknown. All right, lay it on us. So, they have this ability, and I will get you the exact name of it, okay? All right. It is called, as I look here, it is called Cycle of the Storm. Okay. So what does Cycle of the Storm do? So let's say you come in, Pat, you hit my unit of fulminators, and you kill one of them. You do six damage. Okay. Seems seems likely. Okay, fine. The Lord of Tor- the, the Lord on the Torlon immediately restores one wound before he dies. So he just immediately comes back to life with one wound. <laughs> In other words, the killing wound, the killing wound comes back and was restored. Now, because I have two lords on Torlons, I can do that twice. There's so no restriction on that. You can do it twice. Yes, I can do it twice because it is an ability. So, if you were to come in and do seven damage, I could take the first uh, Lord on Torlon, restore the wound. Then the second wound comes through, restore the wound. So you have to do eight damage to me just to kill one. Wow. That, that is just, you know what, it, it, it just adds so much insult to injury at that point. You know, because you get your hopes up. Hey, I killed the Fulminator. Nope. Right back. Yeah. I mean, he literally restores him right back to life. And it you saves the last, it saves the killing wound, uh, and, but it's once per turn, so you can't just keep doing it. But well, that, that's you all you need, keep, really. Yeah, exactly. You could also keep one unit from losing a guy. Sure. So instead of having to roll for um, a rally, you could actually save the guy from being killed so that when they charge again, 
now you have that fourth guy that's going to do that damage. Yes, I see how that works. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. I mean, to, to me, here's here's what I find amazing about this. So really, you're almost playing this as a lot of traditional Beast of Chaos players play their army. You you want to get that, you want to go second your first turn, whether you're going to deep strike something in or you're going to knock them off the objective if they're dumb enough to encroach that much onto you, right? Yeah, I mean, even if you're dealing with an army like um, like orcs, mm-hmm. Where they charge in with the with the cabbages. The closer you get to the fulminators, you may come in, you may hit one fulminator unit, you may have the destroyer and just wipe the unit out. Okay, you may kill one unit, but now you got to deal with the second unit that's going to come over and charge you and kill you. So you just traded. You just traded five hundred points for five hundred points. Right, that's true. And now you lost your best character. You lost your best model. Um, the fulminators. There's a reason why people play these. Now, uh, a lot of people like to use other Stormcast models in their army. They, they're not into the mono aesthetic. Sure. I have not seen, uh, outside of um, Stormdrakes, you know, the dragons. Right. I have not seen many people play a mono aesthetic Stormcast army. Big goose egg. I have not seen, well, in, in this one in particular, an all Dracothian guard uh Cavalry oh, I've army? never seen an all Dracothian guard army ever. No, I, I think this is the first one I've ever seen. And and, and seriously, I mean, it, folks, if you guys ever if you guys have ever seen it or played against somebody yeah, with all Dracothian guard, let us know. And you know, let me let me kind of round back to a point you just made. I really think people fell asleep on this list because look, I'll admit it. I was gonna, I was all about going for the dragons until they got kind of nerfed, until they upped the prices and, and you know, or up the up the uh, the point cost of them. So that's what kind of uh, that's what kind of drove me off of. Uh, and they also of... became primary targets well, as well as fulminators. Now that is the one drawback of my army. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I was just going to ask you. I was just going to ask you yeah. if, if, if that was a big thought in in in, in okay. this. So here's my logic and my reasoning behind playing this. All army. right, go. Yes, they are primary targets. Yes, if you are a hunter army, a primary hunter army, and you kill me, you're getting two points. So I understand that's going to be a real problem. My logic behind it is when I charge with this army, if you have anything left that can take me out, shame on me. Okay. That's my logic behind it. Right. My goal is to wipe you out before you even get a chance to do any kind of real damage to them. Okay. Which means most people in this game do not use chaff as much as they should. So a lot of people have elites. They have elite armies. Right. So they're not using those troops that they can throw in front to take the hit. So in other words, they're they're unable to avoid the the inevitable charge. Of, yeah. Of the yeah. Right. You're going to take that head on. You have no screens. Yeah. Right. Now armies that will give me a real hard time. Okay. Will be armies that are inundating the battlefield with with trash troops sure because granted i will come in i i will try to come up and lightning bolt your chaff out of the way so i can get to your unit but if i roll bad and that chaff unit survives you know i may not roll high enough to get to you so there's a lot of what ifs yeah there's a lot you know there's a lot to take into consideration but the goal of the army is by turn one or turn two, if you're still on the table, I did something wrong. It's like with the eels. Right. Okay. Yeah, great point. Make that comparison. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the eels are virtually the same thing as the fulminators. The fulminators just do it better. Uh, okay. The eels have multiple attacks. I believe if you have a unit of six, you have like, what, 18 attacks from the beasties? Yep. And then you would have, what, 12 attacks from the riders? I think that's correct, yes. Well, they only do damage two, rend two. We do damage three, rend two. Right. And we have more attacks than them. And we do more damage when we hit. So there's not a whole lot of opportunities for someone to be able to withstand the hitting power of that unit. Right. Not to mention the fact these Lords on Torlon are no slouches. I mean, they can actually gang up on a unit. They're still monsters. They can gang up on a unit and do some real damage. That's they can true. stomp. They yeah. can come in and they, stomp. They the other one can roar. Yeah. I mean, they so have you, you, put, you put two of them on a unit. You've effectively neutered that unit while you're while you're grinding them into maybe. dust. Maybe. I mean, yeah. yeah, maybe. I mean, Aventus himself is four attacks, threes by threes, rend two, damage two. That's no slouch. That's no. pretty heavy hitting. No. No, his that's beastie a... is almost as bad. Four attacks, threes by threes, rend one, damage D three. Yeah, and so, again, you know, we always say too, you couple all that heavy hitting with the speed. We always say speed kills. Now these things yeah, are moving ten inches. Inch moving. Well, him fourteen inches, right? But I'm talking about, you know, your 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 rank and file units here. You oh, know, yeah, you're talking about ten. 10 you got you got your characters at fourteen. Uh, you know, and and here's the thing: they're beefy. You got you got wound counts of nine, six, twelve per. And, uh, you know, th to, to add that type of speed and power into anything, much, I mean, that's, I, again, we, uh, we've said it before, you need stuff that can get to shit, stand on shit, and kill shit. And I think you have all the shit in here that can do that. All three of those things and then some. Yeah, the Fulminator, one unit of Fulminators is worth eight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're already, we're already outnumbering another beefy unit. Like, if I'm fighting six trolls, they're only worth six. Sure, right, that's so right, come yeah. come in and we charge, and, you know. We're gonna we're gonna kill the trolls anyways when we come in, but the point I'm trying to make is is that once we get done hitting, we will probably already be claiming that objective because the Lord on right. Torlon's gonna be around and he's worth five because he's a monster. Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh. And then we're getting a ward save because we're now by obviously we're now by an objective. So now the everyone is who's hammers of Sigmar gets a six up ward save. That's unbelievable. I mean, so so let's 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 kind of walk through this real quick. You know, we're, we're winding down this 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 the second list here. Um, really original list, Steve. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta tip my hat to you, man. So let's let's talk about this. You brought up one thing. What are some things with this list that you'd have to look that you'd have to that you'd have to be careful of? What are some things in this list that could possibly, or what are some armies I should say for these lists that could possibly give you fits? You know, what, what are some armies that you um, think would be a good challenge? Cause you're saying what, 80, 80, what is, how many, how many, how much, how much damage you putting through? 84, they can do 84 damage. On 84 damage. Who, who the, who the hell is standing up to 84 damage? What, no what one. Is, okay. So what gives you fits? Just all trash troops, like the super numbers, uh, like, like people doing something like that to you. Yeah. Uh, here's what I would not be afraid of, but would be concerned with. Okay. If I'm fighting a player who has a lot of trash troops that they can clog me up with. I'm worried about the player that can hit me from a distance with shooting, but those armies are few and far between. I mean, okay. really the only really good shooting armies right now are what you've got Lumineth that can shoot with their bows, Stormcast with the long strikes and stinkers with their little blow dart guns. Right. So 
that's only three armies out of what? 27 armies? Yeah. Yeah, just about. Not Many people do not use war machines. They yeah, don't true. use shooting. I mean, cities of Sigmar would be the only one I can think of. You get into a... You yeah, get into cities. A, you know, yeah, exactly. Armies Greywater Fastness out, or, a, or a Tempest yes. Eye. Armies that can put out that heavy shooting and take out the, the fulminators before they, they get to them. But the problem with that is, if you move within range of me and you don't kill that unit, you still have to worry about the other two that you couldn't shoot that are now within strike distance of you and goodbye unit. Right. Yep. So it's, you know, yeah, sure. You could prime, you could target one fulminator unit and try to take it out in one turn, but what are you going to do with the other two units that are coming at you now? <laughs> when you know, I mean, it, it's like, you know, it's like a Mack truck coming at, you know, coming at you at full force. Right. Right. You're going to die. So, so you, you've done a great job explaining the, the list. Your army is, Unfrickin' real. I mean, not not only is it going to hit you hard, but it's going to insult you the whole time you're dying. Apparently, um, I, I I love what you have done. I love the way you put this together. I love the originality of it. But if somebody wanted to come and get into Stormcast, right, and and, and they wanted uh-huh. to get into an army, what what advice would you give, say, a mildly seasoned player or a new player getting into this army? Because obviously, this one is. I don't care if I have any friends afterwards. So obviously, oh, you know, no. this, I'm, this, I'm kidding with you. Game, I'm joking with you. So what? what no, what no, no. I advice? mean, this army is absolutely meant for tournaments. It is absolutely meant to go to a tournament and and win. Right. Uh, that's what I built it for. This this is not like you know um, a casual list. Okay. What I would tell any Stormcast player is number one, talk to someone uh, who has a lot more experience than me. Um, we have great guys in our group, like Aaron. We have guys in our group like John who've been playing Stormcast much longer than me. Uh, go to the Stormcast player in your group, see what they're playing, see if they're winning. And if they are winning, what are they using? Because remember, just because this unit, just because this army may or may not be successful, you know, I don't know yet, but I mean, I have a pretty good idea what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to talk to a wide variety of Stormcast players because where I may think you know, that fulminators are all that in a bag of chips. You may look at it and say, well, what are you wasting your time with them for when you can have long strikes or when yeah. you can have, you know, grand hammers, right. you know, right. the guys on foot. Right. Yeah. Because that, they're just as viable. That's a solid, that's you a may solid run point. into the guy who has the storm drake guard and say, well, what are you worried about those for? Those, those are just cavalry. I can fly. I, I can be more tactical being able to fly. You're going to talk to a bunch of guys who are going to give you, you know, advice on which army or which version of Stormcast to play. I'm a novice, but I've known about these fulminators for such a long time and what they can do. Yeah. And even with the so-called nerf, with the making them primary targets, right. you have to remember, they're only a primary target if you can kill them. That's, that's true. Yeah. And if, and if you're not around anymore, you're not killing them. If you're not around anymore, yeah, exactly. If you don't have a, a troop type that can kill them after they've charged three of your units in one turn, you're going to be in, in a real bad spot. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it's that's... like Agnes Deacon. When the Agnes Deacon come in with those eels and they do that alpha strike, right? put them in a box. There's nothing left. Yeah. There, there's literally nothing left after eels charge. That's and, true. And if, they, and if there is... 
it's because that army had a ward save of yeah. some kind. Yeah. And it usually is a five up. Or or the dice gods weren't with you. You know. Exactly. That, that kind of Precisely. a thing. Yeah. Exactly. So so here's here's one more question before we get to the closing thoughts. You're gonna give us a closing thoughts tonight, right? Sure. All right. Here's one question from uh from Shane. You gotta answer this one right. Go trick. Okay. Does he make you nervous? Go trick? Yes. Go trick always makes me nervous. Number one, because I love him. Gotrick is my favorite character of all time. There's no character in Warhammer that's ever made me love Warhammer more than Gotrick. So even if I lose to Gotrick, I consider that a great honor. All right. Because Gotrick is the man. And if I'm playing against someone who has Gotrick, oh yeah, it's it's on. It's going to be a but. I'm going to do my damnedest to avoid him. Sure. Which will be tough. Of course. But my goal will be to kill everything around him. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but it, but losing to Gotrick, I, I have no shame in losing to Gotrick. He's the greatest hero in the Warhammer world ever, and he's also my favorite character. So I love seeing him on the table, even if I know he's going to kick my uh, rear end. And I got to be honest with you. I love the hairdo, man. If I wasn't so old, I'd still have my mohawk, too. I really would. He's right. a great character, and he and he just personifies Warhammer. Absolutely, Shane. Good call, man. Go trick. Way to go. All right. Well, you ready? Closing thoughts, man. Steve, give us some philosophy. Okay, so we have a lot happening in the next six months of this game, and as I've said before, save your money because whether you're trying to rebuild an existing army or you're waiting for a new army to come 2023. I can assure you all will be the greatest year of this game. So what I suggest right now, as I stated before is patience, wait for this year to develop, wait for these books to come out. We're going to get a lot of books that are going to be rehashed, but it's going to be worth it in the long run because then everyone's going to be happy moving into the new year. We're going to start seeing our new books, our new armies, and I think 2023 is going to be the greatest year of Warhammer gaming, and it will have some of the greatest tournaments that we've ever had in this game. That is a wrap, and I, I, I'm with you. I, I think 2023 is going to be awesome, too, but you know what? That's a great way to uh, to end the show, and that's a wrap. Steve, thank you very much for being with us tonight. And folks, until we meet again, remember, roll them dice fun and fair. And don't be a short pants. Good night, everyone. Thank you very much for being with us. Good night. Good night. Grimdark Live would like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game.
Check us out at GrimDarkLive.com and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend GrimDark Live to your friends. So long, GrimDark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Short pants.